Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Secret dump. Uh, we have some updates, some hot updates. I don't know what they are. I'm excited to read it. But our uh, our inboxes have been flooded with responses to our biggest fight yet, which was I ordered the hummus. I got the tub size, the week, week worth size of jalapeno hummus. The shit was parsley ass hummus. I wanted to get my money back. Natasha, the restaurant had been open for five days after a year-long pandemic. <laughs> Natasha said I was being cheap ass. And we at, we went to to our people, <laughs> the hive mind that are the honeymooners. And we've got some feedback that we're going to read right now. Okay. Hey, guys. Death, taxes, and Moshe being correct in all of your arguments. I like it. Moshe is the embodiment of logic and unemotional reason. While I often wonder what the color of the sky is. In Natasha's fantasy world, if you <laughs> want to know, it's it's lavender or pink. Okay, One there you go. The Answers, uh, questions answered. But not today. Oh, oh whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not see that coming. Should Moshe be able to take his child on a camping trip? Of course. Does the thought of taking a toddler camping make me want to kill myself? Almost certainly. But for Christ's sake, it is $7. If you can afford $7 for a tub of hummus, you can afford to get over it. Life is too short. In fact, I'm starting to think that this is all a ploy for you to flaunt the fact that you can afford $7 hummus. <laughs> it was a Good lot of you. hummus. It we wasn't a it. small amount. You're on Netflix. It wasn't a small amount of hummus. I agree with him. I don't well, think we need to read any more. That's just... Well, guess what color you're the sky in your fantasy world is, buddy? Parsley green, <laughs> bitch. Because I guess you like hummus with fucking herbs in it. But I come from the streets where we eat jalapenos in our hummus. <laughs> Jalapeno hummus does sound good. Yeah, it does sound good, which is why I ordered a bunch of it. Motherfucker. Okay, next email. Natasha, Moshe, the answer to the hummus problem is so simple and neither of you are in the right. I like this. Philosopher. Next time you're speaking with a restaurant, just say you previously ordered a mega tub of jalapeno hummus, but that's not what you received. You won't get $7, but you'll likely get a comped jumbo bucket of jalapeno hummus next time. $7 plus. Best Driscoll, the patron saint of hummus buckets. I kind of think he's right. No, he's not. Because you're not going to be in a position where you're going to be talking to the person. You're going to like be ordering it on DoorDash and then you're going to call. And well, maybe we you call. You won't be able to like maybe figure it don't. out. And you're like, last time I got some hummus. I think we called. It was, it was last April. Uh, Natasha, you want to read the next one? I mean, I think everybody knows that you're wrong. What are you talking about? The first one said you were right. The second one said neither of us were right. Let's see what the third one says. This is Jonathan, weekly listener to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Love what you guys do. I agree with Moshe. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for keeping reading. Now I've worked in the restaurant business for about five years in a past life. Working in the, re working in the restaurant, sometimes we were... We cut corners. Oh, we cut corners. Pre-pandemic. If the customer doesn't notice that there's a difference in their food... That's their bad. But if you caught us cutting those corners, then you should get a refund. FYI. Uh, used to. I, I used to. Sorry, that's a typo. 
I used to work at a Mexican restaurant and we know the difference between parsley and cilantro. But I agree with Moshe, this place thought green is green. Let's just put it in your hummus. <laughs> Hell yeah, green is green. But um, I still said you should call and complain just to tell oh, that's them. Right. We forgot to mention that. <laughs> Natasha did say I should call to complain merely as a constructive criticism yeah, not so they to get know. my hum- I didn't care if the restaurant changed their philosophy Why? don't you I want them my to hummus. thrive no, I now want that my they're hummus. open after a year of having I want to be thrive and if Moshe could read this in a country accent that would be great this is South oh, Carolina shit. how about this Jonathan I'll do the next email that isn't your email in a country accent for you in South Carolina okay because I have a feeling... I don't want to read anymore. I have a feeling that... It's the last one. I'm going to be reading it. And I have a <laughs> feeling that it agrees with Natasha because our producer does things in a fair and balanced way. But let me see. In a country accent. From Lakita. She says, I'll be damned if I order something and that something doesn't show up and or is replaced by an entirely different thing. No. Why should he eat the loss? Because restaurants have had a hard time over this past year. By the way, she's agreeing with me. This person is agreeing with me. So I was wrong. Probably what happened for our producer to be able to be fair and balanced was she had to search through the multiple emails to find ones that were even slightly neutral because so many of them were agreeing with me overtly. Back to the email. What if he had been allergic to the replacement? I never even thought about that. What if I've been allergic? What if I was allergic to parsley and I died? And and jalapenos were a part of my my um, recovery regimen. I'm not calling for him to call the restaurant and make it a big deal. But if it's important to him, he absolutely should call. I know it's not an equal comparison, but what if he'd ordered a beautiful and expensive bag and were sent a knockoff? Now, this feels like this person is just pandering to you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say forget it because that company's sales were down? Or if he'd ordered a veggie burger and received a hamburger instead? Their business finances have nothing to do with screwing up his order. Let him have this, girl. Love the show and the special, Kita. Listen, Kita, Jonathan, I want to send a special shout out to you who said that I was in the right because you were in the right about me being in the right. To the person that thought we were both wrong, you were half right. And to the first person, did they agree with you? Yes, they agreed with you. All right. Well, I, I hear I hear everyone's points, but I just think that um, a call without demanding a refund. Keto was making some good points I hadn't even considered. Like what? Allergies. <laughs> what if I had been allergic to parsley? <laughs> I still think that... Maybe just someone made a mistake. Like you just think someone purposely tried to trick you. You're telling me because they ran out of jalapenos. What what mistake could it be? It's it's they were making the jalapeno hummus and they grabbed a handful of leaves and thought, yeah, these are jalapenos, and put parsley in. You can't mistake jalapenos for parsley. Who made that decision? Do you think the hummus man? <laughs> the hummus fella. So you want your you would call and say I'm gonna I want get my a money refund. Back now. I'm gonna call now. Okay. All right. Well. And and what if it takes a half an hour? Would you still do it? Um, I didn't do it, and I do think the ship has sailed. But if it had taken a half an hour, no, I probably wouldn't have waited online for a half an hour. 
if it was like, can you please hold? And then the hold thing was like, your wait time is approximately <laughs> 32 minutes. I would have hung up. That's not worth $7. Okay, good. But to the first guy that wrote, like $7 to me for hummus, that's nothing. Nothing. That's like fucking chump change. I've spent, you know how much I've spent on hummus? I bought I bought a very small tub of beluga hummus once. It was $372. There, there was a time in France when I bought gold flake hummus, $7,200. It was, the, it was not worth it. Honestly, the best hummus I ever had was just on the airplane on the way to Israel. Oh come on! The best hummus we so ever good. had was in uh, was in a uh, a hummus place in Tel Aviv. That was good hummus. You guys said that was good, but it didn't really strike me. Best hummus I ever had. And none of the hummus in, that I've ever had in America is good. <laughs> There's a place in New York called Hummus Place that's really good, really good. I don't know if they're still in business, but man, that's maybe that's a good. lot of too many people demanded a refund and they had to close their doors. And now guess what? You don't have their restaurant no, anymore. Let me tell you something. Because uh, right after COVID, you were demanding and you wanted your money let back. Let me tell you something about Hummus Place. Those people never would have put parsley hummus in How do you know? Because I know them. I know what they're about. No way. They wouldn't have violated like that. Well, thank you for your uh, feedback and thank you for mostly agreeing with me. Now, let's play a few secrets. Okay. So I have a secret. That is not really a secret anymore because I told my husband and he insisted that I leave it as a secret. But basically, I remember watching the 2001 Osmosis Jones film. And there's a scene in which Bill Murray goes into the bathroom and pees. And that is the very beginning of my pee fetish. (laughs) How old was she? I don't know. We don't know. But it's Bill Murray that set off her pee fetish. He's kind of sexy. Yeah, I guess so. But the problem with having Bill Murray pee on you, right, is he pees on you and then all of a sudden you wake up and it's just the same day all over again. Mm. So Groundhog Day. No, I I get it, honey. Very funny. Not not very funny. (laughs) Wait, so tell me what exactly is a pee fetish? I guess that you like being pissed on or watching people pee. Or, or do you pee on them? Either one. I think it could go either way, yeah. If you, Is that a control thing? I don't know. It's not my It's not my uh, particular uh, yellow flavor. I don't know what it's about. I would imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine that it's about, it's in a similar world to um, like you're sadism, not like s- sadism and masochism. It's in the similar like like spectrum. Of Ew, like, do you have to drink it? I think sometimes up to and including. Ew. Yeah, I think, but I think if you like peeing on people, you're probably more of a, a dom. You like to dominate them by making the little piss pig drink your pee. And if you're more Ew, of a sub. And then you fuck the guy who's like acting like he's a pig. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll give me that gargle. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, give me the scope. Or but the opposite of scope. And then at the end of it, he does, he Listerines it out and you guys get back to a loving relationship. Hmm. But Bill Murray, that's who, Garfield. Garfield himself is who set all that in motion. Would you let Bill Murray pee on you? Uh, it depends if it would get me into a Bill Murray film, yeah. If it was a part of the casting, yeah. I feel like I wouldn't mind. Really? If someone peed on me. Uh. I mean, as long as I didn't... Would it turn you on? No, but I could tolerate it if mm. that's if that was their thing, mm-hmm. but not in my mouth. But like if they it, could like if, pee on my leg or my ankle or something. It's got to be your face. It's part of it, I think. No. On your chest? 
At least. No. At least on your chest. No, they can pee on Pee my on your ankle. leg. What, what's the point? That's all I'll allow. That's not degrading. You could pee on my ankle. <laughs> You'd like pick your like Victorian dress up. <laughs> yeah, and allow they could to... do that. I would let them do Who's that. Who's this they you keep referring to? I don't know if I was with a guy Bill who Murray. had a pee fetish. Bill Murray. <laughs> sure. Uh, Should let's we hear another secret? Hear another one. Oh, hi, Moshe and Natasha. I have a secret. Um, I can't fucking stand my neighbor's kids. Uh, my kids are the same age. Two, I've got two. They've got two. Same gender. And it's been like a secret blessing for this pandemic because I tell you, I cannot stand them. They're so annoying. They scream. They fight with each other. They fight with my kids. For some reason, my kids love them. Uh, and it's just been so nice just driving home, hitting open on my garage, pulling into the garage, and just they're out in the street. Can so-and-so play? Can so-and-so play? And I just close that garage, and oh, it's been wonderful. And I'm not looking forward to uh, restrictions lifting because Hilarious. I'm going to freak out on them. Anyways, that's my secret. Uh, felt good to say. Okay, felt you got to get your kids enrolled in things. Like, you know, you got to get them oh, like smart. away from the house. Like, try to like have pre them stay longer at places so they're at the house less. Yeah, you got to pre-enroll or just pretend you guys joined a like really intense religious order. But yeah, I hear you. That's got to be hard. Yeah, that's one of the rare bright sides of the uh, of the pandemic. Not having to have those little shit heels around. Yeah, now you kind of like start to have to socialize a little more. Yeah. Too Our much. friends, uh, old hot Jeremy up in, uh, in the undisclosed location that is the woods of Northern California, thought they made a friend. The, the kids were playing with a, kid that, a, a group of kids that they found on the, on the road up there. And they were like, we really made a friend up here in the woods. This family, we love their kids. And then they asked if they were vaccinated. <laughs> and the answer was... We don't like to share our private medical decisions. Red Flag City. Red Flagarama. <laughs> I believe the quote was from the epidemiologist that is uh, Miranda, Jeremy's wife. These are not my people. And they are packing up and leaving to go back to the Bay Area. <laughs> Red Flag City. Right. Now everyone who fled to the farms and the ends of the earth. Are realizing just who it is that they're hanging out with. Their neighbors maybe suck. Or just don't discuss their private medical decisions. Okay, Tosh, shall we play another secret? Please. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. Um, so I have a secret that I need to get off my chest. Um, so when I was in high school, um, I was just snooping around when I shouldn't have, and I was looking in my mom's nightstand drawer. And I think you know where this is going. Um, <laughs> but um, I found a bottle of baby oil in it, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, my parents have sex, fine, okay, good for them. Um, but I, later in the school year, uh, 
I needed to check my grades online and my mom was in charge of the account. So she had all the passwords and I, I didn't have it. So there was one day where I was looking over her shoulder and she was logging in to, uh, we were looking at a test grade and the, the little like way that, you know, it hides the password. It, it, it wasn't hidden. So I saw her start to type baby oil in. <laughs> and I pretended like I didn't see it. And then um, it comes around to finals uh, that year, and I was trying to log into the portal uh, to see my grade, but since I didn't know the password, I had to ask my mom. And in my head, I'm like, I, I know what the password is. I think I do. And so she's like, oh, uh, I, I have to check at home. I don't have it. She's making all these excuses. So I just happened to try it out, and I guessed, and I typed in baby oil, and then I I got in. And I, so I texted her back, like, don't worry, I, I got in. And I, she's, like, confused of, uh, you know, how I guessed that correctly. But, yeah. So uh, good for my parents, but anytime I'm at the store and I see Johnson Johnson baby oil, I get a really grossed out and yeah so fuck on bye (laughs) see kids don't want to hear about their parents having sex (laughs) well i was just thinking it's crazy that the people that her mom uses to lubricate her sexual intercourse are the same people that are saving lives here in the (laughs) covid19 also hot tip to this girl's mom Coconut oil is much better. Than baby oil? Yeah. I have a baby oil story. What? It'll take us home. When I was young, I was working at CalPerg, which is like a political like contribution, like stand on a corner with a clipboard kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's one of the worst jobs I ever had. It was just an annoying, the professional annoying person. <laughs> you know, you're just awful. I mean, just like, hey, you have a second to talk about the environment? And the, there's all these like tips where you have to like... I could see you doing that though. I was awful at it. I never made my money. That's the thing. It's a fucking hustle. Because if you don't meet your quota, you don't get paid at all. I worked there for like two weeks. And um, a lot of funny things happened. But this, I hadn't thought about this in years. I went because it was on Market Street in San Francisco. I came out and I walked into... There was these like peep show, um, like strip club peep type of peep show places on market street at the time i think they're all shut down now but i walked into one and i walked into the booth and i put a quarter and what i thought was going to happen was that it would just be like a person shaking their rump like at these other places i've been to like the lusty lady where it's kind of anonymous you put the quarter in thing comes up you look you jerk off you get out of there right but instead it was like the middle of the day and the the woman there it was just a, a woman and she was like hey what do you want and I was like, I don't, what do you mean, what do I want? And she was like, you want me to do a show for you? And I was like, I don't, yeah. And she's like, you know, you have to pay me. And I was like, I don't have any money. And she's like, how much do you have? I go, $2.50. I had $2. And she's like, put it in the thing. So I put it in the thing, $2.50. And she took off all her clothes and grabbed a bottle of baby oil, Johnson & Johnson's baby oil, and lathered her body. I mean, covered her body and was just like, covered it like dripping baby oil off of her body and like i masturbated and then left but then i was just thinking like for two dollars and fifty cents you give me the full baby oil show like 
you could have just stood there and showed me one tit and I would have been like, that felt like $2.50. $2. You weren't afraid to masturbate in a public place like that? It's like, not public. It was, a, it was a peep show. A, yeah, but what if someone opens the curtain or something? It was a locked door. You lock the door? You're focusing on the wrong detail. <laughs> I'm just imagining if I went to like a public like peep show to like jerk off in like a little like bathroom-sized once Public again, room. Let's get away from the privacy and back to the baby oil. She, she. That is. That sounds doused crazy. herself. <laughs> doused herself because it was her move. I think I don't know exactly. But I'm talking like she was doing did the it full. Turn you on? Yeah, it was hot, but it was just like Wait, why? Where are you, did it drip to? All just on the floor, over <laughs> breasts, down her legs. Like it was crazy. Like it was like what? It was. Did too, she put it in her hair? No, it was just all over her body. But it was like two in the afternoon. It was like early in the day. Like it's like what did she do? Did she have to take a shower after i paid her two dollars and fifty cents for this show it, i was very grateful it lasted all of 30 seconds and i just bailed you can come in 30 seconds in, in public that situation like that? so that, it sounded like it really worked she it definitely knew what she was doing she definitely knew what she was doing she, she was, was like oh look at this little kid he's only <laughs> used like shampoo to masturbate before you'll think this is cool she definitely she knew, was pandering to you dude she knew what she was doing she she just was doing it to the wrong person it was like wait around for the guy with 25 dollars two dollars and 50 maybe she liked you maybe maybe so strippers i think often really liked me the way they were acting around me it made me feel like they really did like me hmm. anyway that's my baby oil story those well, days are over <laughs> those salad oil days are over and now i have you to cover in baby oil you know it sounds kind of hot it's actually bad though for the drain I think. is it really baby oil i don't know oil like uh, I just am like, where does that go? That's what I should have said to that woman. <laughs> you know, this is a little bad for the drain, actually. Well, it just makes a mess. It stains. Like, where could we just like spray baby oil on ourselves? At the whatever that centerfolds or whatever it was called on Market Street in San Francisco <laughs> in 1997. That's where. That'd be nice. Are there any places like centerfolds anymore? Well, that was like kind of much more of a seat. Like, well, they're all very seedy. But the places on Market Street were like true kind of almost sex like like sex worker cl like clubs like you got the feeling like it was a strip club but really the business there was sex work i mean stripping is a kind of sex work but like you could pay and you could have sex with people the lusty lady was i think it closed down but it was a famous place because it was like all these punk rock girls i've and, been there with you oh you went and it was like unionized that was a thing for that was their big story strippers of the world unite it was a, a unionized sex sex uh uh, peep show mm -hmm. i used to go in there i have another story about that but i'll save it for another time or should i tell it now it's very short tell it honey i probably told it on this podcast before did i well whatever i'll do it why not i walked in i put a quarter in the booth the way that those things work is you put a quarter in the booth and the little thing slides up and it only gives you about 20 seconds you know uh, to like do your thing 10 seconds even then you have to put another quarter in anyway but then it stays up for like 20 seconds and then it will like go back down. I put the quarter in. The thing goes, and sitting there, spread eagle in front of me was a girl I knew from AA. Just full eye contact. And I didn't know what to do because I couldn't run away. I just kind of like meekly waved and waited the longest 20 seconds of my life for that thing to click and go go back down. She never was nice to me again. <laughs> she always treated me like an asshole every time she saw me. I'm sorry that happened to you, honey. Thank you. It, it was a really very humiliating. It was a tough day for me. It's nice to imagine you. You must be happy that I saved you from the peep shows. But for about a year after that, when I wanted to go back, 
Like I waited about six months, and then if I wanted to go back, I would take, I would go in, but I pull my hoodie like over, like right up to my eyes, so that just in case it was her, she wouldn't be able to recognize me. Anyway, yeah, it's nice to be married, and uh, I love you. I love you too. Sorry, you can't jerk off in public anymore. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm.